I'd like to introduce you to a girl named Megan. And I hope you like eggs. Yeah, don't you know, cause she's bringing home the bacon. Here to speak about the health. A little common sense, Britain's got a commonwealth. She's dunking on the hoops, we're not talking donuts. Land of the peanuts, little John said what? They tell you she made their day just by, you know, caring and listening to them, not just rushing them out and treating them like a diagnosis. I think that is where I find the most fulfillment. Welcome to the Friend with Benefits Podcast, episode 25 with Megan Gaskin. Welcome to the Friend with Benefits Podcast, helping bachelors adjust to life in the real world. Now your host, Stephen Friend. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Friend with Benefits Podcast, the show designed to help you answer the question, as always, what am I doing with my life? And uh, maybe March is your month. Maybe this is the time for you to figure that out uh, because we got a special guest today from the medical field. And as you have seen so far, if you've been listening, that the this is sort of a series where I'm trying to interview different guests from different career fields and give you an idea what might um, fit best for you depending on the descriptions you hear in these career fields. So with that, uh, my next guest is a Mercer University alumni Go Bears in Atlanta, where she received her bachelor's and later graduated from their physician assistant program. This fluent Spanish speaker has been a provider for the last two years in pulmonary and sleep medicine, as well as urgent care, and is also an active volunteer for the South Georgia Migrant Farm Worker Project, providing medical care to migrant farm workers who otherwise would not have received proper medical attention. So without further ado, Megan, I'm glad to have you on the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm so excited. <clears throat> Great. So is there anything in that um, bio that I left out that you would like the audience to know more about yourself or that I missed out? Um, so I think one of the biggest things, I mean, it was, it was great. I don't really like talking about myself, but it was great. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest thing is I am new to the pulmonary and sleep medicine field. I jumped around and that's one of the cool things you can do as a PA. You can kind of jump, jump around fields. So I'm new to that. And it's been it's been quite interesting to to, to subspecialize like that so right. quickly after graduating, yeah. So that's that's cool. I did urgent care before uh, pulmonary and sleep medicine. And what's the uh, what's the difference between those two? I know it sounds may sound obvious to you, but oh, not at all. So urgent care is kind of like I called it the baby ER. So it's things that are urgent necessarily to the patient, for example, like a small laceration or a broken bone, your urgent care provider can see that or a sinus infection that maybe you didn't have time to get into your regular physician for. Um, and then with pulmonology and sleep medicine, you'd focus kind of on the lungs. And then with sleep medicine, it's like sleep apnea, parasomnia, insomnia, all that, that good stuff. So it's a little more tailored to just kind of one system versus you know, kind of having to know a little bit about everything and right. Yeah. And part of this, um, part of this podcast, or at least part of the reason it's been going on for the past few weeks anyway, is to help people realize, uh, what their options are in the professional world. Um, yeah. so I want, I want to ask you, why did you, be, why did you decide to become a PA? So, um, actually I didn't even know what a PA was, um, when I was in undergrad, it was about my last year, just before I graduated, and someone was like, hey, you know, I saw you took your MCAT, you want to go to med school, 
there's this PA gig where you don't have to go to school as long and you get a lot of the same responsibilities as a physician would. There are some differences, of course, but um, it's a shorter amount of time and, and you get to kind of practice medicine and you can jump around. Like I said, I, I started off in urgent care and now I'm doing pulmonology. And so you get to kind of spread your wings and fly, so to speak, with, you know, as a physician, you kind of end up tailored into, into one track. So I would say that and that I want a family. I am a female and, you know, I planned on getting married, which I just did. And, you know, we want kids and it's a little tougher when you're the one always on call or, you know, everyone's right. asking you the questions. So I think for me to be able to still practice medicine at a, at a high capacity and kind of have a good work-life balance is, is really what led me there. Yeah, that's awesome. I've I talked to a couple of students and they were telling me that the, uh, I don't know if this is true or not, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the, uh, one of the reasons why physicians are paid so much is because they have to put in so many hours a week and what you're seeing in that salary is 60 hour work weeks, whereas a PA, you might only have to do a typical work week. Yeah. A lot of times I know for, for example, our physicians, God rest their souls. They're, they're amazing people. They not only have to take call on some nights and weekends, they're taking call from us, the NPs and the PAs, they're, they're the advanced um, practitioners and they're having to, you know, kind of run some of the business side of things. Sometimes they go to more meetings sometimes <laughs> than we do. So yeah, I mean, and, and plus, I mean, for God's sakes, they put in uh, several years of school. They deserve it. They, they come out essentially knowing more than a PA would in a subspecialty for sure. They do. Now, after you've been practicing for a while, it can kind of almost equalize, but I mean, for the, they, they're rock stars. They deserve it. Now, say that you decided later on in your career that you wanted to go become a physician. Would you have to start over from the very beginning in med school, or is there like a fast track for you guys? So that has kind of been a big question with people who want to. I think there is one bridge program. I haven't looked into it extensively, but I think you would have to go for at least another couple years versus the four since PA school is two and a half. You'd go for like two more years and then you still have to go do residency. And I think with that bridge program, there's only a few fields you can go into. I don't think you're going to be like an orthopedic surgeon out of that program. I think family medicine is a big one they'll let you do and maybe emergency medicine. Okay. Um, and I think that might be a DO program, doctor of osteopathy. Um, to I think to do MD, you would have to kind of start over. You would probably have a head start on your classmates just because you would have been a practicing physician assistant, but mm -hmm. it, you'd still have to go back and take your MCAT and get all that good stuff in there. Yeah, that'd be a really fun process. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you'd be almost 50 by the time you got done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Megan, what do you find the most fulfilling about your work, um, about being a PA? I mean, the obvious answer is probably saving lives, right? But <laughs> it's more than that. When you go in, and my population tends to be a little more... Um, aged than than the general population just because of working in lungs and you know takes time for your lungs sometimes to develop disease um but i would say just sometimes you're the only person that patient sees for that day you know especially the elderly patients and when they come in and they smile and you tell them they tell you that you made their day just by you know caring and listening to them not just rushing them out and treating them like a diagnosis i think that is where i find the most fulfillment I go home and that warms my heart and it kind of overtakes anything else that could have gone wrong that day. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, this is kind of a sidetrack, but it's along the same lines. 
Um, I was listening to a podcast recently. It was about psychology, and it was talking about how uh, everyone wants everyone wants to become a doctor because that's like the one career field where you're like you're not only paid well, but you're able to like see the effect of what you're doing in front of you. You get that like quick feedback from the yeah. person that you're helping. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's amazing. I I know. For example, when I did urgent care, there were things that I could see immediate results from, you know, from, from doing things. Sometimes, you know, for example, someone comes in and they're wheezing really bad. You give them a shot of steroids and their, and their lungs kind of calm down for them a little bit. Things like that or a nebulizer treatment that opens up their lungs. Things like that. It just makes you feel good that you could take a patient who is probably a little distressed about being ill. And then you can kind of alleviate some of that and kind of calm them down and bring them to a better place it's it's a really um it's a really amazing thing to get bestowed upon someone to be able to serve others especially with their lives i mean it's the most precious thing you've got right definitely so yeah yeah very cool uh so who was your this is more specific to you now uh who was your superhero growing up or who influenced you the most and then uh why probably my dad my dad um and i are very close we kind of have similar personalities. A lot of times they say we're just alike, but my dad didn't grow up, I guess, with all the advantages in life. Um, he didn't even know his father, things like that. He didn't have that strong influence pushing him from, from a father figure. And he kind of, he, you know, his mom was a single mom and she did the best she could. And she was a tough lady. And, you know, he ended up really making something of himself. He was like one of the first people in his family to go to college and he ran track in college and cross country. And, you know, he became a really good father and a really good man. And, um, he's always really supported me. And I don't know, I've just always been really proud of his story to know that, you know, it wasn't too far back that no one in my family had gone to college, you know, and then he was the first one to do it and he really pushed through and, and succeeded. So that's all. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Did you uh, get? Did you get to meet? I mean, did, were you close with your grandmother then as well? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and she was one of the toughest people, like I said, I've ever met. And she was the most positive person I've ever met. Matter of fact, she had cancer. She was diagnosed at stage four, which is you know kind of end of the line. And mm-hmm. she lived for a long time with stage four cancer. And I really truly believe, outside of the medicalness of it, it was because she's such a positive person. She she inspires a lot of people, or she did, but she still does, um, to, to really take life and, and live it and kind of fight through the tough stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you ran in the family then. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, let's see. What's the uh, – so these are going to be quick. Uh, what's the best piece of financial rela- – the, what's the best piece of financial advice you've ever been given? Financial advice. Know there is a future and you need to plan – for it, because <laughs> it, it, you start making money and you got out of school and you're like, man, I finally am making money and I'm not poor anymore. And then you realize, oh crap, there's taxes and mortgages and, <laughs> and kids and all that. So yeah. I would plan, 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 plan. What's the best piece of relationship advice you've ever, you've ever been given? Um, go with your gut. If you know something is wrong, don't overlook it just because you love them. Go with your gut. It, in the end, it will be right, and you can save yourself a lot of heartache by recognizing that. <laughs> Does your gut health play at all into that? Or? Does my gut play, play into health? <laughs> Does your gut health play into that? Like your, uh, 
oh. flor bacterial flora or whatever in your... I, well, I would say if you have a nervous stomach around someone, you should probably <laughs> take that as a sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's the best piece of uh, health advice you've ever been given? Health advice? Um, I would probably say my friend Sarah's mom told us 30 will hit you sooner than you realize, and you cannot eat like garbage <laughs> at the age of 30. <laughs> and it's true. Medically, you, your, your metabolism does slow down as the years go, so... I'm having to learn that the hard way. My husband and I are, we, we bought a Vitamix, you know, we're, we're trying now. So, <laughs> I would say that. Awesome. Um, uh, and then the last advice question I would have is, um, what advice would you give, actually two parts, what advice would you give yourself if you were just leaving college now, knowing what you know? Man, um, number one, I would say make sure you know, everything there is to know about your student loans yeah, because that is going to hit you six months. I think it is right after you graduate. So kind of have a plan for how you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then I would say leaving school is to enjoy yourself. I mean, especially if you're heading into a professional program, like a, a physician assistant program, they work you like a dog for two and a half years. I, I studied every single day for two and a half years, weekends included. So mm -hmm. I would say, I would tell myself to enjoy it, relax, read some non-medical books, and then get ready to strap your boots on. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, I heard this question asked recently, which I thought was really good. Um, what advice would you give to your 80-year-old self? 80-year-old self? As a 28-year-old? Yes. What would I tell my 80-year-old self? Yes. Mm, I would say... Girl, take the money and run. You and your husband go do something fun, buy all the clothes you want, go to Europe and live your life. I hope me and my husband are, are getting into stuff at 80. We get into stuff now, so I, I really hope we're getting into it at 80 because what else do we got to do? You know what I mean? Just keep up that Vitamix and it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, the Vitamix. It, it, can, it makes soup, all kinds of stuff. It's really amazing. And the last thing I had is what project or job is exciting you the most right now? Project or job is exciting me the most. I would say it's outside of medicine, but the project right now, back to financial advice, is debt. So, mm. And it really does excite me. We came up with this plan um, to start saving because it's hard when you're young to mm -hmm. save anything. Um, and I don't know. I'm such a nerd that it excites me. We take every $5 bill that we have. And that we get back and change if we pay cash and we put it into a jar and then deposit that in our savings. And it's gone really well. So I know that seems nerdy, but that and project. Why did you pick $5? Um, I saw it. I saw this on, online one day. Someone was saying, yeah, I just I put away this every $5 bill I got back. And he ended up having like $3,000 at the end of the year or something. And so oh. that's, yeah, it works. But now sometimes we put tens in there and ones and. So it's really, it's helped, especially since tax season came around and surprised me. So yeah. <laughs> um, it was nice that we've been saving. So that, I think that's our big project right now. And it's, it's cool. It, it's good to pay some things off. Yeah, that is, that does feel good for sure. Mm -hmm. um, can you give a plug for yourself so people can reach you if they have more questions? Sure, absolutely. So um, feel free to reach out with any questions regarding PA school, how to get in, what, what I did to get those hours you have to have, those patient care hours. Mm -hmm. um, it's meganelise.rutherford at gmail.com. 
And so my middle name is E-L-I-S-E. Megan spelled M-E-G-A-N just like normal. And, and Rutherford's R-E-U-T-H-G-R-F-O-R-D. So feel free to email me anytime. If I don't respond, it's because I'm drowning in paper cards. <laughs> but I, I will get back to you as, as soon as I can. It just might not be right away. Great. All right. Well, mm -hmm. it's, been, it's been great having you on the show, Megan. I appreciate your time. Steven, it's been awesome. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you for so much for listening today to the Friend with Benefits podcast. If you like what you heard, please do me a solid and give a five-star review on iTunes. And with that, I will see you next week or next month. Have a great one. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Friend with Benefits podcast. You're darn tootin'.